0: Big things are in store this year for the game of five on five with the introduction of a new national league. We'll learn about all the details today on Deck Hockey Focus. All right, thanks for joining us guys. Eric Mock here, to my right, Ryan Shackelford. We're going to give you guys all the details on the new National Ball Hockey League. Shackelford, who are we
1: going to talk to? Uh, We're going to have Anthony San Rocco on the line, but before we get into that, I think this video is going to speak for itself. Mm -hmm. Uh, we've had uh, Anthony San Rocco on uh, DHF previously with his efforts uh, with the EBHL out in South Jersey. What they brought to the game, in the league, the social media presence. Uh, and one of Anthony's ideas was to expand that to a national level. Uh, so with coordination with a lot of people and a lot of work behind the scenes, mm-hmm. they've been able to make that happen. Today, we're going to dig into those details with Anthony and learn a little bit more about what they've got going on. Anthony, thanks for joining us.
2: Hey! Thanks for having me
0: back, boys. Yeah, a little bit of an <laughs> alumni here making a return yeah. visit. So we must be doing something right. Uh, but it yeah, seems like good honor. it seems like every time we talk to you, it's uh, you know it's always big things in the works. It was the EBHL last time. Uh, now it's the National Ball Hockey League. Uh, Correct. Big yeah. moves there. So give give everybody a look at. Uh, I guess, how this sort of thing came to be and what goes into making such a high-level, high-competitive five-on-five ball hockey league?
2: Yeah, I mean, this has been in development since, like, 2018, honestly. Um, I've been looking for a way to create some type of national format for a long time. I've made probably, like, three or four different outlines on my phone that go back years. And um, in 2018, I finally came up with one that I thought was, like, could actually work. And um we were running the E V H L at the time and I you know, I didn't really know have too many connections at that point yet. So but one of the guys I did know really well was uh Scott Tarzi, who was uh GM of some of the junior national teams at Ashi and I met up with Scott and I was like, Hey Scott, this is again this is like the fall of twenty eighteen. I'm like, What do you think of this outline of how we can run this league? Do you think it would work? When do you think we could start it? And he was like yeah, I think this would work. I think you should try to grow the EBHL into it. So in the winter, me, Gianni, San Rocco, my brother, and TJ Janis, the other co-commissioner of the EBHL with me, we met up and I was like, guys, like, we should do this. Like, Let's go all in on the EBHL. Let's do our social media thing, kind of blow up our league as much as we can. And then next year we can try to grow it into something even bigger. And the goal was last year to grow the EBHL into what the National Ball Hockey League is becoming. So we did our league last year, and then sometimes this fall, well, I guess it goes back to a little earlier in June when the men's national team was at the world championships, Corey Hirsch got in touch with me and asked us to do some graphic and some video work for the national team. So me and Corey started talking, and one way or another I said to Corey, I'm like, hey, I have this idea for a national ball hockey team. He's like, cool, send me the outline. I typed it up, sent it to him, and he was like, you know this this would work as well and corey has all the connections so he got me in touch with uh frank klein in chicago he got me in touch with uh ryan wilson in massachusetts um i have known wayne barrett for years but we got wayne barrett in it from washington dc and corey's running the pittsburgh division corey got me in touch with a bunch of other guys as well from other divisions And sometime in the winter of 2019 we had like this PowerPoint presentation and a phone conference with a bunch of different areas all throughout the country. We had the rank in Michigan in there. We had you guys were in it. Like i was in it. Yep. Um I was on the call. Yeah. And um basically we said, Who's interested in this?
1: Who would want to be a
2: part of this? And Pittsburgh, D C, Chicago, Mass, and Jersey were all like, Yeah, we're in, we'll start a lot of the other regions were like, let's see it work before, let's let's make sure you guys can pull this off. So we have five divisions, we have a lot going on, but this is kind of a prove it year and I think that um you know, we have a lot of expectations here, but we have people that are willing to put in the work and put in the effort, and um, it's really coming together awesome so far. It's and really very smooth transition.
1: Well, we're definitely excited for it. Yeah. So let's, uh if we could dive into that a little bit, we talked, or you just mentioned the, you know, I'm gonna call it the original six, even though it's Ooh, five.
0: I like that. Yeah, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> So we've got the original five here, and you had mentioned the locations. How does that all yeah. work, and how do they all intertwine with each other? What's the end goal? How do you have a national league when you're so spread yeah, out? Yeah, yeah. What's the what's the play by play look like, game to game? Yeah,
2: yeah. So obviously the big thing is travel. Like we have all these people, everyone working nine to five jobs outside of ball hockey, can't dedicate their whole lives to this. So it came the question of how can we intertwine it all, and the way it's going to happen is each division. It's gonna have games on Sunday nights, Sunday mornings, there's sometime on Sunday. Um, ten game seasons and every single division's gonna have the same rules, um, same format, and we're all gonna be under the same website, have the same social media, so it's gonna all look like it's together. But all these divisions won't play the other divisions during the regular season. They'll just play their own teams. They'll have their own playoffs, um, and at the end of their seasons, the champion and the runner up of each division will qualify for the Milec Cup which is our national championship tournament, which will be in September in Washington, D.C. this year. And the top two teams from each division will meet there. There will be – so obviously there will be 10 teams. And we're going to – we're working on getting it live streamed. We're working on getting a lot of stuff done to make it extremely visible for everyone. But basically everyone is running their own season and all the champions are meeting at the same point at the end to determine who the national ball hockey team champion will be.
0: Cool. So I don't know if you have everything completely locked in, and I'm sure things are always moving around, but uh, so two teams make the playoff from five divisions, making it 10. Uh, But within each division, uh, is there a certain number of teams, or does that vary by location, or how does that all fit together?
2: Um, Each division just had a different amount of interest. I know in Pittsburgh there's going to be 10 teams. Jersey, we have nine. Massachusetts and D.C. both have eight. Chicago has four right now. They're working on two more. So right now, there's 39 confirmed teams that we have. Um, Chicago, if they get two more, it'll be 41. So that's
0: wow. I mean, that's substantial. A- we, we need the we need the Western Conference to pick it up <laughs> a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. that's fantastic. So uh, then, when it comes to the actual playoff itself, is this like a bracket style thing or round robin, or or do you guys have you guys even come to that conclusion yet?
2: Well, the Miley Cup will be similar to any other weekend-long men's tournament. There will be some type of round-robin play on um, Friday, Saturday, and then teams will, you know, I guess like the top four teams will make the semifinals and finals, which will be on Sunday, and that will be it. So it will be a lot of games condensed in a couple days, but um, that's really the only way we can do it, and everyone's kind of used to that format. I mean, I personally, I love the weekend-long tournament format, so it's uh, the best way to bring it all together.
1: We love it. That's for sure. Yeah. So this is where we're at currently. And I mean, you just talked to, you know, the 39 teams, possibly 41 in year one. That's a lot. I mean, that's huge. And I think that speaks to the passion from each of these cities and like everybody's investment. Yeah. But what uh, what does the future look like? What would be that future growth goal and like a future state for this league?
2: Well, we just we just want to grow it. And in in Jersey this year, we have a second division, and we're working with that, and we're working on the rules with that. So hopefully, we can expand all the divisions we have currently to have second tiers and third tiers. And you know, we want to bring in all these other rinks across the country. Since we've announced the stuff on social media, we've gotten contacted from rinks across the country that we didn't even really know had these things. So, you know, we uh, we we saw some comments from a rink in Raleigh, North Carolina. know stuff that we just weren't too familiar with so hopefully this year can prove that we can make this format work it'll bring some hype to the game and then they can bring everyone else in that isn't in right now because honestly there's there's ball hockey everywhere there really is i moved to seattle for a couple months um from september to december and when i was out there i played ball hockey every single week out there they have a pickup game that they do all the time and those guys trying to get a rink out there they're pumped about the nhl team and they think ball hockey's going to go out there too and i know there's ball hockey in portland it's all out west too so hopefully we can eventually find a way to get all of these other divisions in and kind of just bring everyone in the whole country together
0: yeah so s- speaking to that uh i mean is that kind of where you see this going is that uh you know it would be i guess it's already semi-nationwide but I mean, literally coast to coast, um, whether it be, division, mountain division, exactly, exactly. Midwest. I was thinking, uh, you know, regionally there'll be different divisions and things like that, almost like you'd see in the NHL. Um, but when it comes to maybe some of the guys that are hearing about this for the first time, maybe they are out on the West Coast and stuff. Can you speak a little bit to the high level of play that, I mean, can certainly be expected from the Milet Cup, whether it be the Pittsburgh gods being heavy handed as they have been, or or some of your guys' teams. Um, Give the people a look at the the high level of talent here.
2: I mean, the way the teams are set up is, no team can have more than 50% of their roster being someone who's currently playing men's baseball hockey. So we say the teams are like a B-level team. Okay. Um, But, you know, Pittsburgh has got gods' guys, has arsenal guys. Um, Jersey has the Warriors, we have some graphics guys playing, I know in Massachusetts you see guys from the Rams, you see guys from the Americans, guys from the Saints so all of these major A teams that compete in these tournaments that everyone knows from the rankings and all that stuff are dispersed pretty evenly throughout this league on different teams, there's no team like I I can't look at the rosters and pin down a team around like this is clearly the best team in the NHL, like there's no team that stands out more than any other team so think, the skill is there for the most part. All of the high-level A players are in. But there's no one that looks to be overpowering in a sense that the skill level won't be similar throughout. It looks like it's pretty even.
1: No, I like it. I think having parity within, like, you know, let's call it each city mm-hmm. is going to be important. And if you have you know, yeah. those elite guys that travel to, you know, the top five tournaments, the majors, sure. but then you spread that out against, you know... You know, eight, nine, ten teams in a city. That leads to the my luck up, and who knows what's going to happen then. Exactly. You've got you've got teammates, you know, probably playing in a couple weeks at the North Americans together. Now playing against each other every Sunday. I think that's going to be interesting of how it plays out.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, like our Warriors practices, like we are talking fast about the (laughs) NHL. Oh, that's fantastic. yeah, yeah it's, it's fun. It's added another dynamic to the game that's been exciting for, I think, everyone. I mean, I can, only, I can speak mostly to the amount of hype that's around South Jersey, but everyone's super into it. I get texts all day, every day, about things and ideas that people want to do for the league, and people just volunteering their time to help out. So it's great to have the support of everyone, and people really just want to be involved and help make this grow, because this is something new. It's something different, and I think it's got a chance to really be something
1: special if we could dive into just uh, being new and you had mentioned earlier that you know consistent rules and all that mm. if we can kind of just look at the league in general how is it set up in between all these markets how right you
0: know coordinating between 40 teams we'll call it rounding up 40 teams how do you yeah. coordinate rules and officials and making sure that things are done to an appropriate standard
2: well we're endorsed by usa ball hockey the usa ball hockey is we're using their rule book, so we have that standard rule book across all the divisions. Um, you know, each division has someone that'll be training the rest of the USA ball hockey rule book. So it'll be standard throughout. Um, I don't see it being too much of an issue and I know coming from, you know, standings and stats and um, just you know, the way that these things are gonna run, everyone's got the same mindset and we're lucky to that to do this. Pittsburgh, Massachusetts, and Chicago are all creating leads for this. So they don't really have like an established rule book. There's really no way they've been doing things before. They're like, okay, we'll take your rule book and we'll make it work. Um, Washington, D.C. has had a lead for like 20 plus years. So this is a big change for them. They're making some adaptations and stuff that, to ways they've been doing stuff for years. And we appreciate them doing that. But for the most part, everyone's just like, kind of on the same page, we're all kind of starting from scratch here. So we don't really have to change too much from how things were done before.
1: No, I, I think that's important if you're gonna have a national, uh, you know, kind of league that it's standardized. Can we talk a little bit about uh, kind of the, let's call it infrastructure, you know? Sure. The rinks and are there any requirements for that? Are they indoor or outdoor? What does mm-hmm. that look like?
2: The rink, it just has to be a deck or tile surface. We don't care if it's indoor or outdoor, I think. So D.C.'s rink is outdoor, Jersey's rink is outdoor, Chicago's is outdoor, Massachusetts is outdoor, Pittsburgh, they are doing it a little differently than everyone else, so they're rotating between several rinks because they have more guys covering a pretty big area, I think, that are traveling a little further than the other divisions have. So they're rotating, I know they're going to use the rink that we played in for the club championships and a couple of outdoor rinks out there, but... um. Yeah, all the other divisions are using just one rank, whereas Pittsburgh's rotating between them all.
1: No, I like that. Kind of like a uh, NCAA version, rather than the NHL, that's all standardized. You get a little bit of variation with the NCAA. Yeah. yeah. So yeah,
2: there's nothing with like rink size. I mean, we, there's no way to make that universal. Like these, yeah. you know, there's so many, only so many options for rinks. So pretty much, if it's deck, if it's nice, that works.
0: Yeah. I well, the that. important thing is getting everybody to buy in. Yeah, as long as you're close and you're playing by the rules, we
1: want as many yeah. people with a stick in their hand uh, as humanly possible. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we talked a little bit about kind of, you know, the you know the locations, but one of the questions I have, is there any opportunity for some crossover games? Maybe a preseason or Ooh, exhibition? Jersey like versus that. D.C. or, you know, Pittsburgh, uh, Mass?
0: Yeah.
2: Nothing that we've discussed yet. It's, I mean, it's a great idea. I would love to make it happen. It's just... It's just the travel aspect and also March is such a busy month with the North Americans being three different weekends in March this year. There's really not a lot of time for people to travel in between those weekends because they're already all come to Philly already. Um, I would like to eventually have some type of tournament with the NBHL teams where we could like maybe after the season where we could be like, Hey, you know, any team from any division can come play in this tournament and it'll be just another way to just kind of bring everyone together and see some of the competition that Everyone will be seen on social media, but not be able to see face to face. So we're gonna eventually find ways to do that, but nothing before the season. I don't
0: think. Give the fans what they want. They want a winner classic. They want a winner classic game. <laughs> they want it this year. <laughs> Citizens Bank Park. <laughs> get, get it moving! No, you've got so much on your plate. I can't even imagine how you <laughs> find time for all of this. Yeah,
2: I mean we've got it balanced pretty well. Myself, Gianni, and CJ. We all kind of coordinated our work schedules and stuff so that we have it balanced and i mean last year we learned photoshop we learned premiere pro we learned how to edit these videos so this year there's no learning curve we know how to do everything for the most part and we have it down to i mean our our working days we have it pretty much down to the minute what we're going to be doing all these days we're very efficient we have a lot of stuff we got to do but we um we've got the time made for we we've we we're really into this idea. We love what's going on, and we're dedicated to making it as awesome as we can possibly make it.
1: Oh, absolutely! And uh, you know, just from our first interview with the EBHL and everything you guys were doing, yeah. I think your social media kind of put you guys on the map real quick. Um, is what can we come to expect from the uh, North or the National Ball Hockey League with uh, regards to video or Instagram or Facebook or anything like that?
2: Well, we'll have we'll have a minute long highlight reel video of every game every week, the entire season. We have people up in each area that are going to be filming these games and sending them to us, and we'll be editing them throughout the week. And we have a social media schedule on when we'll be releasing the graphics and everything. So if you were to follow our Instagram, which is at National Ball Hockey each division will get two posts a week. Um, one will be having the standings, um, the game results, um, the next week's games, the scoring leaders. And then the second post will have The box scores and all the highlights of those games. Each division will get that every single week. Each division will have a day dedicated to them that week and it'll rotate between Tuesday and Saturday for each division. And then we're looking to release maybe a top 10 plays of the week every Sunday morning. So we're just trying to, um, that's what we know that we can handle for now. And we're going to see. Based on what we get, if we can add more stuff, but for right now we'll be doing highlights of every game and do some top plays. We're gonna have graphics for everyone, and some of the graphics we have are really, really nice. They look good. So you're, job, get, you're getting goal, me hyped goal, up, goal, buddy. We we want we want everyone to feel like a professional athlete. You know,
0: that's the goal. Well, that's and, our that's our goal here too, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so I mean, you're you're getting me you're getting me too hyped up here. Um, <laughs> I need to know. When, it's, when it starts, I need to know when it starts, and then I need to know when do I book my tickets and where do I go for the Milet Cup.
2: <laughs> We're starting Sunday, April 5th. Um, D.C. is starting a little bit earlier, I think, but everyone else is starting Sunday, April 5th. Games seems to just be Sunday nights up until the end of June, provided, you know, depending on rainouts and stuff, that might get pushed back for like mid-July. But um, then July will be the playoffs, ending in early August. And then the Milak Cup, we're looking at doing that September 18th to 20th, I believe, is the weekend, and that's going to be, again, in Washington, D.C. I
0: mean, we're All looking right. at a 6 it on the, here. Put it on the calendar, buddy. Yeah, now, off, We'll, we'll be following along every minute of the way, but that's...
2: Yeah, that's... No, we're going we're gonna to probably need you guys there anyway. So <laughs> mark it
0: off, well, we've got advanced notice. Let's coordinate. Maybe we can make something <laughs> yeah, happen. Yeah, we'll see what we can do. No, we're going to try to make it to as much tournaments moving forward as we possibly can. Um... But I mean Anthony, any anything else anything else you wanna touch on? Any guys that are helping you out behind the scenes? Any guys from the Tortugas that you think are gonna be lighting it up this year?
2: <laughs> I mean, this is not possible without the help of all the people running these divisions. Like it Gianni and Gianni and TJ are running the Marlton division, Couri Hirsch is running Pittsburgh, uh Frank Lines running Chicago, Wayne is running DC and everyone has been putting in a ton of hours a ton of work communicating with so many people the amount of emails i think we receive every day is probably it's it's more than i like to handle i'm not a fan of email but you know you gotta do what you gotta do but the amount of work being done by everyone is just it's insane and it's going to come together to be something awesome without the help of not just those people but just people underneath the captains of all the teams getting the information from the players putting rosters together getting logos a lot of coordination and it doesn't, you know, this doesn't happen without everyone really putting, putting the effort in.
0: Well, good. We certainly want to get the word out there for you as much as we can. So, uh, before we, before we call it a day here, shout out the social medias again. Where do people go to see the highlight real stuff? Do you have a YouTube channel, Facebook, give them, give them the whole nine yards. And if they yes, want yeah. to uh,
1: join, who do they reach out to? Yeah. For the
0: contact.
2: I mean, our email is on our Instagram page, which is at national ball hockey League. If you go on that, you'll uh, be able to get in contact with us to try to enter your division, try to hop on a team. I know some divisions have three agents, but they're trying to get on teams. Um, you know, it's tough if everyone's entering their team. There's full rosters. But National Ball Hockey League on Instagram at ball hockey. I'm sorry, NBHL underscore ball hockey on Twitter. We have our Facebook page. which you get posted with updates as well. Our website will be released. Probably in the next week or two, it's almost done. We're kind of getting all the rosters and everything put on it now, getting some final touches done, but um, that should be ready. And I would say two weeks is fair. And, yeah, and we'll have YouTube, too. YouTube will be putting our game highlights on there as well. And we're going to be trying to put the full games up on YouTube as well so everyone can watch every game of every division if they really, really want to. But
0: everything's right there. Yep. Unbelievable. Well, we're certainly excited for it. I'm sure anybody that's tuning in right now, uh, this is a good look at, I think, what the game has become and gives us a look at what it certainly could be. So, uh, Anthony San Rocco, National Ball Hockey League. We're excited for it, bud. Thanks for joining us again. We can't wait to have you back on the show.
2: Thanks, bud. appreciate you having me on.
0: All right, that was Anthony San Rocco with the National Ball Hockey League. Looks like big things are in store for them 2020, so make sure you uh, check out all of their social media stuff, which I cannot emphasize, they do it right. Uh, I also need to mention our social media as well. We need you guys to support us, uh, especially the YouTube channel where you'll have all of our content there uh, our Facebook page, Instagram, all that stuff, but most importantly, deckhockeyfocus.com. The more we can get you guys to buy into that, you know, the easier it is for you to follow along with everything that we have to come. Which, speaking of, Shackelford, what's uh, what's kind of on the agenda for us looking forward?
1: Well, in a couple weeks, we have one of the, uh, the big boys, one of the majors in the North American Championships uh, out in Philly. Cool hockey events, uh, running that one. March 27th through the 29th, which you can expect us to be engaged with, player interviews, uh, tournament recaps. We're going to go all in on this one.
0: Great. Well, we appreciate you guys joining us again. Uh, I'm Eric Monk. This is Ryan Shackelford for Deck Hockey Focus. We'll see you guys next time.